back. Episode. Episode eight. Episode eight. Episode eight. I, I now take your, take your, uh, whatever you say it is at face value. I don't question it because I'm always wrong, anyways. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so, what do we got for the intro track? Well, that's like a fire by Nirvana because it's the climate change episode, the long-awaited. The long-awaited climate change episode. But before that, uh, multiple programming notes. Um, The first of which is uh, I had to uh, remove the song, the intro song to the last episode because of copyright violations. They finally got us. uh, The YouTube algorithm scraped the audio file and decided that the audience (laughs) did not deserve to hear... (laughs) The righteous R the righteous R and B sounds of, what was his name? Jackies. Yeah, Jackies. Jackies. Um, but if you check Jackies. the Apple feed, the Apple podcast feed, you get a, a nice thirty second cushion before you hear the sound of Sinai. Um, Which is you know, yeah, you need that cushion. Yeah. Definitely uh, need that cushion. Definitely need that cushion. Second po- second uh, programming note is I think we finally came up with a name. We came up with a name for the episode, and so this is the big reveal. Uh, we got three-party consensus on the name. Lauren, Sai, and I all think it's okay. Trilateral. Trilateral consensus. Yeah. Uh, Hard to come by. And side big reveal, podcast name. Oh, you're putting it on me. I'm putting it on you. Oh, I forgot now. Uh, I already forgot. Okay, okay, okay. Two reluctant cogs. Two reluctant cogs. Brown, 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 brown. So expect a uh, sexy cog logo. Uh, on and the just podcast. a makeover of just the aesthetic like, and the brand. We got a brand now. We got a brand. Two reluctant cogs. It's it's 2020. We needed a brand. We have a brand. We are the reluctant cogs. I googled it. Us. I didn't see any results. I think it's just us. Yeah. Yeah, it's just us. We're the only two. The we're not the only two reluctant cogs. But we're the only two that are leveraging our cog status self consciously. Yes. Into yes. A kind of, a sort of anti cogness. An anti cogness, or at least a. Uh, you know, I, it actually fits the overall tone of the podcast because it seems like every episode, no matter what we're talking about, at the end of it is always just a, just a, <laughs> just a complete. Uh, yeah. I guess it's just gonna the machine's gonna keep going, yeah. the cogs are gonna keep spinning. Years of time will grind it, on. Well, yeah, we're just gonna have another six months of Donald Trump, and then whoever's next is next, and then it's just. And and the real the conclusion is on the bright side. There's always next week's podcast. There's always next week's podcast. <laughs> and that's why we do it, folks. Yeah, we do it for you. Uh, and so, for us. And for us. Yeah, two reluctant cogs. So expect a whole new makeover uh, coming after this episode. Third programming note is uh, one that I've already chided Zai for, but I'd like to do publicly, is he's uh, promised to not smash the table oh. with uh, his righteous indignation. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, as he gets worked up. It so, is righteous. I, it know. is righteous. It's yeah. deserved. It's deserved passion. <laughs> And again, we give the people what they want, and they yeah. want that passion. So we want that passion. We just want the fist to not hit the mic. <laughs> okay, um, I, I I have committed publicly to uh, do better. So. Yeah, but uh, besides that, I think we let's just let's just let's get into it. Let's get into. I mean, unless okay. I don't know. Yeah, well, so where we, do you want to so start? Here. We're gonna talk climate change. Big issue. But we're gonna do. Let's just do T minus. Let's just rec- like let's you know today's the what is it? It's the fifth of February. It's uh, what is it? Wednesday? 2020 for those of you listening. Yeah. Years into the future, going back and listening yeah, re- to it. Yeah, really, just digging yeah. into our archives. Appreciate you the most. Yeah. 
Yeah, because at this point we've made it, and and it's really because of you. So yeah, and you know what? You're probably contributing to our future Patreon page, yeah. Yeah. paying for us. We don't even have salaries anymore because we're relying on your viewer support. Transcended our cog status, really. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And so these deep cuts, they're gonna they're gonna make you feel extra special, and it's when you hear it. Pre yeah, preemptive. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so what we're talking about? We're talking uh, about February. 5th. Oh yeah, February fifth, Wednesday. <laughs> I just have to, before we dive into climate change. We have to acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is two big items on the on the the political radar. Yeah. Number one, and we're we're gonna knock we're not gonna get sidetracked. So we're gonna do like we're gonna it's I, I'm I'm timing us. We're gonna do three minute reactions. Okay. Number one, first things first. On Monday, Iowa caucus uh, happened. Democratic Iowa, obviously the the Republican one did too, but um, Iowa caucus happened. Uh, very exciting. We just found out the news today. <laughs> That's the punchline. We just found out today. Took two and a half days to count up the votes. Yeah, uh, I absolutely. Yeah. And they're not even all out yet. No, they got eighty-one percent. Oh, it's only it's been days. It's been they days. still have no idea. Unmitigated disaster. Absolute just, chaos in Iowa. Just, absolute chaos in Iowa. And you've got to love it. You know, you've got you've got Trump bombs coming in, just I, launching the bombs, laughing. He's, at, he's, it's not Iowa's fault. It's the crooked <laughs> Democrats. <laughs> Just like the you know, there's got to be like the Democrats and like the DNC just head in hands. Oh no! How did this happen? Absolute disaster. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do a we'll do an, I think maybe I mean, we'll, well, maybe. you talk about the results. I mean, so with what's been released, Pete Buttigieg looks like he's leading the popular vote and has the most delegates, second and very close. Mine is basically a tie. Basically a tie with Bernie Sanders. Uh, so if anything, the 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 hot takes just there is. Pete showed Pete's voters showed up. He might win Iowa. He over he overperformed. Overperformed for sure. Bernie also performed I guess performed in line with expectations. Performed in line with expectations, which is good for him. Yeah. The War, New York Times is projecting that Buttigieg is going to win like ninety plus percent. Right okay, so Iowa. so it sounds like Pete is, Mayor Pete got it, and we'll see. Does Iowa become like the beginning of some momentum? Because I think it is in parallel, or in it's hap happening. Yeah, in parallel with Biden's absolute plummeting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pete overperforming Biden. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker that yeah. Biden's no malarkey message didn't resonate with Iowa voters. Yeah, you know, in the past he's done really well in campaigns, so it's weird that he. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it had nothing to do with him, uh, you know, bullying that, that poor man. <laughs> yeah. Or also just being straight up unable to form coherent sentences. Like, Pretty crucial, like, yeah. need yeah. as a president. Just devastating. So. Uh, that happened. We'll we'll have an updated. You know, we'll have a full dissection of the primary. Ep, you know, a couple episodes. Yeah, the road, we probably. have a minute left. What's your hot takes? Democratic My hot take is, is I. You know, I'm I'm loving the humor. Good, yeah. great content. I'm. You know, we're all excited for it to just really finally start. The, the process has started finally. Time's up. Item number two okay. is the <laughs> impeachment of Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, no, no. no. That's not a, that's not Sorry, State of the Union. State yeah, of the Union. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to conflate them because it's really it's one issue. It's okay, the fine. absolute I, I was absolutely meant to say State of the Union, but <laughs> for sake of my own defense, I am going to conflate them intentionally because Good. the State of the Union was the most absurd partisan just chaos I've ever I mean not chaos really. It was, not, just, it, was it was pretty it was, well uh choreographed. It was well choreographed. <laughs> yeah, it was well produced. It was a it reality was a game show. show. Yeah. It was a game show. It was an absolute game show and it, we even had the booing fans on the right hand yeah. side of the stage. Yeah, you know, the the Democrats uh you know Nancy executed her perfectly 
you know, I'm sure she she practiced that ahead of time. The, the ripping of the pages, it looked it looked practiced. It was smooth. It was technique. Great yeah, technique. She, she did a few pages at a time. She yeah. is old, yeah. and you know, it's a big speech. She so. could have like, if she had just done it in the moment of like, oh, I'm so angry. I'm gonna rip these pages. She I might've... love that she ripped it page by Yeah, page. no, she took her time. She poetic. knew what she was she doing. She out the moment. She said, you know what? Boom, boom. Boom. It was great. Besides Nancy ripping the speech in, into pieces as he concluded, <laughs> uh, I have to note, so Cy didn't watch it. Lauren and I Sorry, watched guys. it. No, yeah, he, he let, he let yeah, you so down. Yeah, so I really don't. Um, yeah, but, I did. You know, he let himself down more, so don't be too hard on him. <laughs> but the, uh, the other key takeaways and highlights from the State of the Union were Trump just pulling or just announcing random people <laughs> in the crowd. Uh, okay. Some of the craziest, I mean, little things like just we're out of nowhere talking about uh you know geopolitics america's stronger i rebuilt the military and that's why i want to throw it to the opposition president of venezuela <laughs> He's and suddenly the fucking guy who the led the coup, let's go on. yeah the guy who led the coup in venezuela is just in in the fucking capital and he stands up awkwardly republicans are cheering democrats don't know whether are we cheering for the guy who's Supposed to replace the yeah. socialist dictator yeah. in Venezuela, or like, wait, oh, we're kind of we Nancy's got, cheering. We got to stand up. Nancy's <laughs> cheering, like stand up. She's like trying to orchestrate the Democrats. <laughs> like, no, this is one we have to cheer with him on. But also, it's kind of weird because yeah, like, yeah. there's a reigning pr- president of Venezuela yeah, yeah. right now, and he's in Venezuela <laughs> governing. <laughs> yeah. Whether I mean, uh, you know, again, not to to go too far on a tangent, it's bizarre to see him here. Rush Limbaugh. Let's yeah. call him out. Hey, by the way, this guy has lung cancer. He's said a bunch of racist shit for 30 years. <laughs> and Presidential Medal of Freedom! Was Rush Limbaugh? What? That Ru- was Rush Limbaugh? That was Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Did you not... Did you... Maybe you missed the name and you just I thought... I missed the name. Oh, that's... You just, missed... That's why I was Rush like... Rush Limbaugh got the Presidential Medal. Rush Limbaugh got the Presidential Medal of Freedom during the State of the Union. Live. Which is... Live. Live. It's gotta be on... That's gotta be first Completely time. unprecedented. A complete <laughs> own the libs move. Yeah. The Democrat... I mean, this guy is one of the most like vitriolic hateful like right wing yeah like, hard right wing like 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 conservative talk radio is the bedrock of conservative like like vitriol yeah like, like, talk radio is what is how the, the message reach, reaches the masses yes and uh he was the one who really got that going so. yeah and and wow. so he he got the it was just some random some random dj no yeah it's, it's rush limbaugh and uh so the, all in all great content we're getting 30 seconds what's your take Thirty seconds. Uh, my take was uh, everyone loses. I don't know. The government's fighting itself, and, yeah. and it's insane. It was uh, great content. Really, kind of a classic. There's a horrific despair. speech from a state of the union perspective. Uh, the partisanship was hilarious. Also sad. Uh, a lot of the shit Donald Trump said was scary and also sad. And a lot of the things he said was also were also funny. Yeah. I don't know. That's the full the full yeah. analysis. That's really, it's absurd. That's, we live in know, an absurd that's, time. That's that's the tale of the last four years. So yeah. On to the next thing. Okay. That was a speed run. I think we did a pretty good job. That was incredibly efficient for us. Yeah. Incredibly efficient. We were disciplined. What? Um, we're moving on, though. Yeah, we're moving on. Climate change. Climate change. Yeah. And you I, had a transition in mind. I had a transition in mind, and so I'm going to deliver it now, which is... Well, now we kind of we bungled it. No, no. We now actually, we're having we, a... We we'll, actually properly transitioned. Transition. We've been talking about doing climate change podcasts for what? Since Five episodes, six yeah. episodes now. Yeah. Said, oh, don't worry, we're going to get to climate change. And of course, something sexier pops up, flashier pops up. Yeah. And we do something else instead. Oh, Iran, or this or that, or this or that. And now we're about to hijack the whole thing and talk about the caucus and the State of the Union, which is a perfect metaphor. The fact that Trump didn't get impeached. Yo, yeah, but so we're not going to let it get hijacked. We're going to have a whole breakdown in that next podcast. Um, but that is to say that it's... That's to say, 
it's it's a metaphor for the fact that climate change also gets ignored politically because there's always something else in front of happening. There's always another topic. There's always something more pressing. It's just never quite able to take the chief priority of people's attention. And it's and interesting. And so it always gets bumped. Not to the back of the line. It just gets bumped off the front of the line. And that yeah. means nothing gets done. And it just always gets talked about, talked about, talked about. And like, like when Bernie Wynn comes into the White House, like, what's his number one priority? Universal health care? Economic justice? Or, or is it the climate change? My guess is that it's going to be universal health care. You know, which is I don't know if that's for better or for better or for worse. I think if but you like, ask most people, at the end of the day, that's going to be healthcare. It's, it's not their number one. Yeah, and there and are people who say it's, it's their number be, one, but that's because those people don't actually have. They're not struggling to the extent that yeah. most people are. So you know, frankly, the people who climate change is their number one issue they care about are not really struggling yeah. as much because most people it is healthcare. How am I going to pay my medical expenses? Am I going to lose my job? How do I like? What are yeah. my, my benefits? How's the stock market doing? Am I how am I going to pay my mortgage? And it's all, yeah, you know. yeah. It's always it's just always something that comes up. It's like and then it's a huge. That's a huge. It's the classic. What's that? The tragic of the commons. Yeah. Right. Like uh, the tragedy of the commons. It's the reason because it gets deprioritized in that way, and the fact that it is truly existential in many ways. But it's like a lurking. Existential. It's a lurking, slow-moving existential crisis. It's not going to affect me tomorrow. Or yeah. unless it already is. It's actually or, been affecting us. But it's, 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 it's on the margins. You it's know? on the margins. And it's in ways that's like, yeah, you get a bad storm. Yeah. And yeah, is that part of, part of climate change? Yes. And we'll talk about we'll talk about that when we get to that like sort of aspect I mean, of climate change. People are seeing very real effects of climate change. It's just not happening on our shores. That's fair. Drastically enough for people who like, you know, for enough people to make enough noise about it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. this is devastating other countries already. It is devastating other countries already, and they—I mean—you can look at Australia, right? As a, an example, you can look at all of the Caribbean countries who are experiencing yeah. like sea level rise right Bangladesh. now. Bangladesh, yeah, like a lot of. Yeah, I mean, so it—it's—it is affecting at places, and maybe more some countries. Well, I think it's—it's pretty—it's not a controversial thing to say that other nations are taking this more seriously than the United States. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, certainly, you know, Western Western nations certainly are. Western nations are. I mean, and, and the smaller nations, for sure. The smaller nations are, too. The ones who are most impacted Those by it. Those are the ones it. that are most impacted by it. Like, Belize, yeah. like, just outlawed plastic, right, or something. I mean, and maybe... Styrofoam. Styrofoam, yeah. And, like, they're doing their part, but the the sad part is, geopoli or, you know, from a... Geographically, really, is that all the... Like, the United States, for instance... Yes, it, it feels the effects of climate change. You, you can talk to people in Florida. You can look at Hurricane Harvey and say that that's because of climate change or that at least the difference between Hurricane Harvey and another hurricane with you know lower global temperatures. Maybe that delta is because of climate change and that suffering is felt by Americans. But they're not... Well, two points. One is that the peop, they're, they're feeling it a little bit, but they're also... Americans are causing it. Primarily, like we are causing it per capita the most with our like per capita carbon output um, and just overall carbon production out of this country. So we're both feeling effects like sort of marginally and we're creating, we're, we're putting more carbon into the air than these countries are. So you take a small island nation or you take like one of these countries where they are feeling the impact, they're also, they're, they're both not contributing to the problem and having to deal with the consequences. So we're kind of like not really feeling the consequences and, and causing it. And I think overall that's led to a lot of apathy here or, or virtue signaling on the, the yeah, side. Yeah, I think virtue signaling is a good is, point. Apathy for sure. I would say authentic, like objectively speaking, 
virtue signaling is a form of apathy. Yeah. You know, because I don't see people taking real action in their lives and it really driving their decision making day in, day out. Yeah, and, um, and politically, just like, you know... No matter what they're saying about it. The imperfectness of the democracy aside, like, you know, Democrats had the White House for eight years. No climate change legislation got passed. Now, granted, it was. That's I mean, yeah. too dramatic overgeneralization, but we'll, like I said, we'll see in, in the next couple of years if, if Democrats take the White House, like, what gets done. Uh, my guess, you know, is that we're not going to see... Um, we're not going to see action that matches the rhetoric. No. And, you know, and that's because the, it's, a lot of it is, in fact, political signaling and virtue signaling. And a lot of it is what action do we take? And, and also, like, yo, actually, and, like, yo, and, yeah. And it yeah. is, but it is rhetoric. So let's get it, well, so we're going to so, get into it. Yeah, and so I think that's that's a pretty, you know, I, you know, we rambled through a little intro there, but I think the first point I want to just hit on climate change, and we're, you know, we can do subsequent Podcast. We're going to do something because gonna this is going to be yeah. like a recurring series. And that, yeah, we're going to get into maybe more of the details and, God forbid, do a little research ahead of time. Um, yeah, that might hurt the brand. That might hurt the brand. So, <laughs> well, I think on this, at least for this first podcast on climate change, um, I want to just hit like big, high level sort of aspects of it because it is there's a lot Sketch of ways the that, framework by which we, we yeah. view the landscape here. there's a lot of ways to think about climate change um and so the first thing i think worth mentioning is is it real like what is the evidence for climate change I, like, as far as i can tell there's no no good evidence <laughs> just, okay so this that, troll yeah so that was, i'm me trolling this just, is like you know but yes i do think it's a good question lauren asked it earlier like why even ask the question i think it's worth like entertaining and just going through the motions of explaining it. And and really, uh, the reason I think it's worth saying that, and, you know, Sai and I and, and Lauren, we, we, like, all have, we've all been well-educated. We're all living in uh, a very, you know, progressive and, you know, forward-thinking part of the world in, mm -hmm. in New York City. And I think we all sort of accept the global consensus of scientists. And that's probably an interesting place to start is that, you know, that number gets, a number gets thrown around in the 90s, 95%, 98%, 99%, depending Something. on what issue, yep. not over 90% on nearly every aspect of climate change, uh, 90, over 90% 90 of scientists agree that our ca carbon output as a, as a species, our burning of fossil fuels and our just, yeah, carbon output, our, cal yeah. our, cal our carbon output is leading directly to uh, a, a larger greenhouse gas effect by accumulation of those molecules in the atmosphere. And Lauren, please feel free to check me on any of this. Mm -hmm. If I use any of the wrong words, I'm gonna just from a from a chemist perspective, Layman. from or from a well, I guess you're a chem yeah, you actually are. Uh, it, I don't know. I'm not an atmospheric chemist, but yeah, we yeah. So we re we're releasing a ton of carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is a very stable molecule chemically speaking. It doesn't react with anything. It doesn't decompose. And so it just sits up there in the air, not reacting. And what it does is as solar radiation, light, visible light and UV radiation hit the earth, the earth warms up and absorbs that energy. Objects on the earth, people, land, water, whatever, absorb that energy, that photo energy, convert it into heat. That heat gets released as infrared. That infrared in energy hits the carbon dioxide and just goes right back down. Whereas without that carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, the heat can actually escape the atmosphere and into the universe, really, into our solar system, and the Earth stays relative, like stays much cooler or stable. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And so, really, it's obviously an infinitely complex equation, but it's mostly just like on the margin. We're adding carbon. That carbon in the atmosphere is increasing the, the just marginally 
the amount of carbon, the, the amount of heat, radiation that can escape the Earth, or decreasing the amount of radiation, decreasing the amount that escapes, and increasing so, the amount that just sits here, bouncing off the atmosphere and in the land. Hence, and, the war- Earth gets warmer, and so the Earth gets a warmer. And so, so yeah, yeah. So is, are, is that really a thing? I think that's that's where you can say, without a doubt, I think climate scientists universally agree on that mechanism existing. Yes, the greenhouse effect. They yeah, agree on the, the greenhouse. Green, they agree on the greenhouse effect. That mechanism and, exists, and people will reference Venus because Venus has a lot of gases besides carbon dioxide, a lot of sulfoxides, all sorts of like sulfurous compounds and yeah. carbon and methane and all sorts of crazy gases in its atmosphere. It's a very thick gaseous atmosphere, and it is so much hotter than Mercury, yeah. which is much closer to the sun, yeah. and it's hotter purely because of the greenhouse gas effect. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. people, look, when people, you'll hear this all the time, people are like, oh, they're just going to look like Venus, so they're going to get a runaway greenhouse gas effect, we'll look like Venus. We're never going to look like Venus, that's a hellscape. Yeah, it's an absolute hellscape, but we are going to experience that same effect more to a greater more. extent, yeah. the more carbon we put into the air, because it doesn't go anywhere. So I guess what we know... Attaching to water molecules and coming back down is acid rain, which is another problem in and of itself. So it acidifies the rain, and you know, I think getting into the is it real? I what I'm gonna, I think we're all, we all, you know, it's interesting because Cy, Lauren, and I, you know, we haven't actually talked about climate change like this ever. So I think this is a great forum for it to talk about like the mechanistic aspects of it because it's interesting. We've all been educated differently on this, so we can all approach the is it real or we can approach the physics or the science of it from a slightly different perspective but what's certainly true of all three of us is none of us are climate scientists working in climate models modeling the effects of it um, we can just speak to these different mechanisms in a really like I don't know well for unique myself juvenile way well and I, I feel like I can I understand the greenhouse effect but like yeah. I don't understand the policy aspect I don't understand how uh, warming temperatures affects weather or climate or ecosystems. I think that's where Lauren's education does. You want to talk about that at all? Well, uh, the effects of like, I don't know, climate or not climate change necessarily, but like warming temperatures, how that can like affect weather or ecosystems. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a crazy complex system. Right? What did you do? You remember any like fun fact from school or anything from like <laughs> Cornell? Or, I mean, what's your one fun fact? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so I most fun yeah, fact. A lot of the stuff, you know. Most of the climate models that people do for, like, human-level stuff when you're not an actual climate scientist, it takes all that stuff into effect when you're doing, like, projections for resiliency of cities and things like that, right? Yeah. And it's, like, each climate has its own... Parameters and stuff. Yeah, so, like, you know, if you heat up one environment, you could lead to, like, massive desertification, whereas if you leave, or, you know, the ice caps are melting up in, right, you know, so right. it's like, it depends on where you are, yeah. um, and it's not even like that, it's like, you know, it's not that simple to just be like, oh, it's gonna get hotter, so the soil's gonna dry, it also changes the wind patterns, and it changes, right. like, the actual weather patterns themselves, like, how much it rains, because of the different storm fronts and pressure systems that come up when you have different temperature variations like that, so... The whole thing just gets pushed out of whack, and it's the kind of thing where I think the reason why scientists weren't able to predict it exactly is because it's so multivariable. Yeah, multivariable, yeah. You can't really say, like, what exactly is going to happen, because everything is kind of like a domino effect, Um, and once you hit a, you know, that's why we're talking about that two-degree mark, once you hit something or a certain spot, it's like, 
you can't really predict it anymore because it becomes too chaotic. Right, and that's that's a really thank you, and that's a that's a really uh, important point. Is that two degree? You hear that two degrees Celsius benchmark. We cannot let the the global temperature rise two degrees by twenty one hundred. That's the general consensus. I believe that's the Paris Climate Accord that we just and, left. Yeah. So, and, and so, why, and why is that? And as Lauren was saying, it's because even each individual ecosystem is going to experience effects differently, whether it's like ice caps melting or right. if you're in a desert, it might get more desert. Or if you're in a rainforest, you're going to get obviously more plant growth because of the more CO2, uh, but you also might have more intense hurricanes, whatever. Uh, so each one's going to get, each effect is going to get magnified in its own way. Um, so I'm going to play, the, I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. Which okay. Is, okay. So that, why, is, what, yeah, yeah. why does it matter that climate, you know, like the Sahara used to be, uh, used to be a jungle. Right. So like it was like hippos. Because you used need to, to drink water. Well, so like water, like is like, is, is, is a risk of climate change that like no water will ever, like no fresh water will exist? Yes. Or is that like. So like resource wars and uh, rivers drying up and having to walk further to get water and ground right. water levels dropping and all of that. So, like, I guess the, the, from a human perspective, like, uh, equilibriums in the climate are beneficial because it's, like, we want, like, steady state, equal, you know, environmental. Yeah, I mean, I just, that's, we've built up all of our systems around there being this much water and us being able to drink this much water in this location and, like. So, if you get a 40% reduction in, like, the Yellow River of China. Yeah. Like, the economic impacts of something like that. Or it's that's like, unfathomable. Yeah. It's unfathomable because you're talking about famines within China. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, a lack of labor to make all of the stuff that powers all of the global economy, right? The factory of the world mm -hmm. shuts down because of massive famines and, and possibly a destabilization of the country entirely. Mm -hmm. And uh, just imagine what chaos that would do. Suddenly, your home's not worth anything because of a famine in China. And a, de a destabilization of China throws the world economy over. And suddenly you're you're now the bank's re repossessing your house. It's yeah. like shit like that can happen on a human level. Yeah. That like you really can't. Uh, which is the thing that's interesting because people aren't acting as if, oh, like when when the bank does re repossess your house, right? Uh, you know and that happened. That's probably happening right now in in some of the areas affected by Harvey or something. Yeah. You know, uh, some of these financial, human, tangible impacts of climate change. I would guarantee that most of those people. Are not, are, are not attributing it directly to the fact that we're, you know... They're just like, oh, a hurricane fucked me up. They're like, a hurricane fucked me up. And, and the insurance company jacked my premiums up or, like, yeah. we just happened to lose this industry so I lost my job so I couldn't pay my car bill and the bank took my car. And it's really my boss's fault for firing me. Yeah. Not recognizing that, oh, that company's underwater because they had to pay out all these flood insurance yeah. way more than they planned because this hurricane... Because the, the flood models are not, right. are so, not staying true. Exactly. So blue-collar worker at this, at this you know construction firm or whatever that had to shut down or an insurance company that had to shut down uh, is not then writing to a senator saying, I need you to sign the Paris Climate Accord and pass the Green New Deal. He's saying, my boss is a dick. Yeah. And I think that's really, you know... The dissonance between, like... That's the minor effects. And then when you get to, like, the two-degree period that Lauren's talking about, um, you know, I think it's the effects are, are, I mean, unfathomable, really. And I guess I, we got away from it because I, I think I, I got lost on a, on a tangent. But the is-it-real thing... Um, the reason I think it's worth uh, having starting there is because I think yeah, scientists clearly agree. Scientists, you got and and to some extent, 
you know, we built our society, since the Enlightenment at least, on trusting what the scientists say. Because they're, they're, unlike any other profession, scientists make predictions well, about the future. Well, I would push back on that claim, but I'll let you continue. Okay, let me, just, just for the sake <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. just in the context of climate change, yeah, we can debate that more or less, but, you know, this is a, this is one thing that I think most people have to arm themselves with who don't have any background in climate or any background in science, really. This, hey, 95% of people who do know this shit are saying that this is a real problem and it's going to cause effects. So a lot of people, I think, just stop there. And they say, I'm comfortable, it's real. Because these 95% of these like academic intellectual authorities are telling me it's real. Yeah, and I think, I think what's, what's worth talking about going from there is not so much is the greenhouse gas effect mechanism a real thing. Right. Are humans emitting lots of carbon? Yes. Like Those are all obvious yes answers. The, where it starts to get, I think, interesting is um, where is the, conf the confidence on the two-degree threshold? And, and like, what you were talking about, all these various, ca various uh, varying shades of catastrophes. Yeah. Obviously, we could just be, like, marginally worse Hurricane Harvey's every year, right? Like, right. that could happen. That could be an impact. That, you know, that's bad. That's but bad. it's not it's not catastrophic. I want to describe it as necessarily it's, it's catastrophic. It's not as bad as nuclear war. Yeah, yeah. There's right? worse I can think of worse things, right? Worse so things, for example, if, like if, if that's the, the, calculus, the Yellow River yeah. drying up would be that's catastrophic. Right. But we I don't think anybody has firm confidence on this on like that level on of like granularity. What, what like you were talking about like how different uh, environmental or what ecological zones or environmental yeah. zones how it's going to play out. Nobody knows. Have and you so, heard of the IPCC? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but the IPCC... No. Totally. Total. Yeah. But the IPCC, that's like the best consensus possible, right? Mm -hmm. And like, they make... The, they, that's where the two-degree thing comes from, mm -hmm. for example, yeah. right? And that's like a, all the best scientists who are all basically... On, Globally. Again, they agree yeah. on the mechanisms, but they also, I'm sure, you go talk to them and there's like probably like the very sharp disagreement about... My model says this, and your model says this, and like, they're and how not, do we reconcile? None of them are yeah. skeptics. None of them are deniers. Yeah. None of them are like. From an academic perspective, there's like probably I can only I mean I don't know, but I can promise you there's that there's disagreement because science is at the front lines, and science is an argument, and they're arguing over with what, other scientists, and they're trying to understand how these mechanisms work and how the how the glaciers connect to the Gulf Stream that connects to the exactly you know the flows of the complex. You know, like, and then how does that tie to the economy? And then forecasting economic impact? So like, All anyone can say is that it's going to be bad. It's, it's yeah. going to be really bad. That's where that, so that's where I'm saying, is it real? Yes, it's real. And it's probably going to be bad. And I there's think. a consensus about it, that it's going to be bad. And like, I think you know, that two-degree thing is interesting because I think that's – I don't know if it's that's how new it is. But like, I feel like that's – I've only started hearing it's not new. in the sense that like, we know that temperatures are going to warm, warm up. Mm -hmm. uh, well, so I should say – we know that they proved um, climate change in the eighties. Yeah, it's like not the climate change models in the eighties like, predicted the temperatures forty years later. Yeah, so well, that's like kind of crazy. Yeah, is that is that is that's that, true? Yeah, so that's, that's like we've nailed the temperature forecast. We've nailed we're like nailing temperature forecasts based on climate change and like the increase in temperatures and, based and, on and, climate change. And models I'd, be, in the I'd 80s. be curious to say, okay, and have we, have we nailed 
the consequences of this. I doubt it. Yeah. I have. I don't. And this is where it's like, okay, I read some headlines and I read an article about these articles about, <laughs> about these the, models about were, these scientific papers. Exactly. You know, it's and like, so we'll get out I, of our league. Yeah. I have no idea. What would be great would be to check the actual. Let me read this paper from 1984, written by this group, where they didn't have real computers and, and computations <laughs> like we're doing now. A lot of the shit's done on a notepad and <laughs> yeah. literally like doing math by hand. Actual with calculators. Actual. Yeah. All that shit. I mean. Uh, Anyway, these scientists were able to at least forecast, all right, this amount of carbon output, this level of economic activity, yeah. we're going to keep putting carbon in the air. It's this gonna rate. Cause, yeah, yeah, at this rate, it's going to cause this temperature change and the, uh, you know, globally. Yeah. And, and they were able to say like that pretty and well. Pretty, pretty, which is pretty, like you were talking about, so complex, it's pretty impressive. To get that level. But I think, you know, and, and you made this point, I, uh, and I think just I, to, I think it matters. Like, it matters to question not is climate change happening, but um, when we start getting into is climate change happening, yes, what are we going to do about it? And what are the various trade-offs we're going to make? It matters to question not the science, but to say where, where, what are our confidence on the various things that are going to happen? Right. What are the consequences? We know a lot of, and you can paint doomsday pictures, obviously. Yeah. But not, not every, you know, like, we don't, we don't know if that's what's going to happen. We, we should, maybe, you can make an argument that we should prepare for the act based on like the worst case doomsday scenario. But like you can also make an argument that that's unsound, you know, like, and yeah. so, and so to, in, until we refine those forecasts, you to have to kind of go into it with a level of like, we know this is like, we're kind of working with like rough estimates here. Right. There have right? been a lot of very specific predictions about what are going to happen to, you know, various national systems. It's like, you know, not many people give, climate change the space to go into the details like that. Um, but there, there is a lot of prediction. So I know, but like, it, do you, do you, I mean, do you think those, like, how accurate do you think those predictions are going to be? Like, I think some of them about are like, accurate. About, like, the effects of warming to, you know, the, whether it's, like, the water cycles themselves or, like, the ecosystems that live in the ocean and like what temperatures they can get up to or you know like what to. temperature certain like bacteria grow in versus like you know so they can make predictions based on what they already know about the species that exists and the ecosystem that exists yeah. and then kind of like you know adjust the model to see what the effects are so but again it's yeah and like so it's still like I, in order to get to like the policy level really in like i mean it, it again if we had a working government that cared about facts and like acting in the best, whatever, blah, blah, putting all that, assuming we do, we have a perfect government. It wants to protect great the people from great, climate change great and invest all of the tax dollars it collects every year in the most efficient way possible. I, the science right now, to my knowledge, and I'm ignorant on this, I'm not on the current stuff. I would say the science is probably not precise enough on the local specific, like long-term effects to say, should we put $10 billion towards hurricane assistance yeah. versus 20 billion on drought in California and wildfires yeah. like versus flipping that ratio yeah, 20 yeah. to 10 or, or like right whatever. like which one is going to be more severe and what is the economic impact are we going to have more fires yeah. are we going to have more hurricanes or are we going to have the, more famine you know, and like, and should we, or should we be deploying this on renewables? Or and, should we and, build, be building seawalls in, you know, New Orleans? Or, or like, planting trees right, to mitigate. Yeah. And like, to make those economic choices with tax dollars, with the best intentions of protecting the people, you need really precise science that can forecast not just like, 
okay, you know, you increase, like I've seen a lot of science, it's like, you know, if you, with the melting ice caps, the ice caps trap a lot of methane. Yeah. And so as the ice caps melt, melt the methane's going to get released. Yeah. And this is methane from like Mesozoic era. Just, and methane is 10 times or four times better, a better insulator of infrared radiation than carbon dioxide is. So you're going to get a runaway climate change yeah. effect. All right. I've seen papers like that. That doesn't tell. That doesn't answer my forest fire versus Hurricane Harvey question. Yeah. It tells me a very local and probably devastating, you know, effect of climate change and you know the yeah. the feedback loop aspects. But we really need that level of information. It's the job of the federal government to decide how much money each individual like thing, like what each thing is worth. I well, like if we have like how to dedicate their resources to well, I feel it, though. Like if we had a dedicated amount of money for each, like you know, individual state, then the state can decide then how to use that budget. You Sickening know? federalist argument, first of all. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. Federalism. So, decentralization. Yeah. All about states' rights. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think it's it's gonna happen. Like you need the local scientists to be able to tell you what's. Well, how to spend I, I, okay, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I appreciate. Yeah, I think that's a good opinion. But and so now you're the just to let's keep playing it out if you don't mind. So you're the you're the governor of New Orleans, and you know like or governor of Louisiana, mayor of New Orleans, whatever. And you have it's, and it's right now. It's, it's right, right now, and you know, perfect federal government gave you your resources, and you know I'm on the Mississippi River, and I depend on a ton of trade. I depend on a ton of tourism. Obviously, we're under we're under sea level, and we know what hurricanes have done to New Orleans in the past. So like you've got you've got a hundred billion dollars or whatever, and so now I've got a hundred billion dollars. Now you have to decide how much of this is going to go to removing you know natural gas resources, coal resources, deploying solar and renewables to like lower our carbon output in Louisiana, even though you got the rest of the states and India and China all putting tons of carbon, you probably should do your part there. You also know you probably have to worry about hurricanes coming, so you're going to need more seawalls. I mean, they'd probably go with, like, a public safety approach, in yeah. which case they would do seawalls. And, and work on and also, uh, yeah. mitigation of the effects. You know, you, there are other ways that you can, like, instill policy to get money for things like solar um, installations and all that stuff, like... It can happen. I don't know. There are a lot of really complex systems that can happen at local levels, even yeah. like at the landlord level. You can do that doesn't need like the federal budget to do it, so that the federal budget can actually just be used for like the public safety type things, like building seawalls, and then like. I I, well, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and then like the policy and like uh, behavior changes that need to happen can kind of stem from a different stream of. Uh, yeah. 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 And, we, so, and you need all of it. Well, yeah. I think, and I. I want to put a pin in that because I think that gets starts. We're starting to get to the scale of what is required here. Yeah, I guess so. Pulling pulling back and just to finish off the point one of is it real? I'll just say you know I think <laughs> is it's like it's really like I think scientists, experts, many people agree that on a on a high level, bad things are going to happen at certain thresholds. The mechanisms are very well agreed upon, settled upon, and there and and I the think we know individual understanding of certain ecosystems and the effects of certain ecosystems is very like. They're if probably, it gets warmer, this fish is going to die. Yeah, you like, know, like so we know like very like narrow. Imagine the sea of knowledge, just to do a metaphor for a second. Imagine a sea of knowledge, all the knowledge you could ever need about climate change, right? We've essentially, we understand sea level very well, yeah. right? So we understand the high level effects very well. Yeah. The other thing is, 
when it, when you get to these like granular effects, it's like shining a flashlight and into we can, the ocean, we can, yeah. And you can see to the bottom where that light is, yeah. So I know methane's going to be released. I know <laughs> the algae bloom is going to happen. I know I'm going to get more intense hurricanes. But there's not that comprehensive, holistic understanding of the problem and of like. And there, I think scientists probably would disagree about those sort of larger holistic effects of climate change and at the cutting edge of climate change research. And, and those sorts of questions are at what pace. At, at you know like at what pace are these feedback loops are going to hit what yeah. years and at what rapidity are they going to like how stack reversible up? are they how, yeah can we are we suck are we fucked like who cares like even if we stop emitting carbon today are we already fucked are these are these feedback loops already activated or is it 10 years from now that they're going to get activated and then it's it's all over 20 you know like those sorts of questions are all, all I think there's not consensus on the correct answer to those questions so there's consensus that those are real things yes but the specifics of them, it's completely unsettled. And I think, I I personally feel like there's not enough acknowledgement about like, like the degree to which a lots of these things are not well understood. And you know what? I think the reason for that is, and I think this really, this is goes it, to the, is it real question and why that's, that's almost triggering to yeah, some people, yeah. is the reason people are, I think, worried or afraid to present. The, any sort of doubt. Or any, any sort, sort of, of like, Uncertainty, yeah. or I uncertainty, think, yeah, be, yeah, because you have obviously a very loud <laughs> yeah. and a very wrong yeah. segment of the U.S. population, bigger than most countries, yeah. I'd say. But then in every country, there is a part of the that country, oh. of that population, that says a reactionary. No, I don't. I don't think climate change is real. I don't think carbon is doing that. I want to use this money for something else. Yeah, I want to use this money for something else. Like, I'd rather worry about roads and or, getting everyone a car yeah. and burning more fuel. I yeah. think we should be ramping up coal yeah. because we need it's, to help our economy. Yeah. You know, and like, fuck, fuck climate change. I yeah. think it's bullshit. We'll, we'll invent our way out of it or and whatever. And so, if, I think there's a real fear to be able to, like, like, is it real? Yes. But like, to have those honest conversations about like, how what's going on here because it's like, if you do, if you let in any sort of out from a rhetorical standpoint, like you said, it's going to get hijacked. It gets hijacked, and it's like, say, like the, the, the facts are out there. It's just that most people don't look for them, and it's not like it's really fed to people on a mass scale the way that anything else. Well, the facts aren't. I mean, the facts. Like, we'll talk. Like, no, I, I mean, like in terms of like the actual effects of climate change, like the the granular effects, and also like the more high level effects, like. And certainly Regardless the is it real is proven, right? Yeah, is it real like is out are, there. The, those facts there, are out there. There are examples of like, there are case study after case study after case study that have been extrapolated to fit, you know, different situations. Since, you know, we're not a Bangladesh, for example, so we don't have mass floodings already. We don't have water shortages and things like that. But we can like extrapolate based on the places that have been hit, what's going to happen to us once, you know, and I think what you were saying before um, about, like, the question is, like, what rate is it going to happen? And, like, what, you know, that's the kind of thing that we're not sure about. But I feel like the actual effects are out there. It's just that they're, you know, buried in papers or in... It, they're not... Just, they're not accessible it, to the public. It's almost more than... I, don't, I agree. It's an accessibility problem to some extent. But I don't think it's purely accessibility because I think a lot of this, especially in this country, is just cultural and it's just tribal mentality and like for whatever reason the the you know the right in this country or at least it's certainly like the the further right you go 
the more climate change denial you see. I'm just saying the info's out there. The info's <laughs> out there for those people, but I don't think they care, want it, believe it. I think it's worth, I don't, I don't think we have it on schedule today, but I would like to do a dissection of like, let's dissect all the flavors of anti-climate stance that, that exist. Because there's outright... That's people, a whole podcast. That's a whole podcast. And I think it's fascinating. And I think it's worth doing because there is the people that say climate change is not real. Right? Yeah. There is that There is that flavor of like... And even within that flavor, there's the people that will say greenhouse gas... The greenhouse gas effect is fake. You know? Yeah. And then there's people say, no, the greenhouse gas effect is real, but uh, humans aren't emitting enough carbon to actually impact it. Okay, that's one other. No, no, humans actually doing you know, but you know, look at the dinosaur era. It was so hot back then. Earth has natural hot and cool sessions, so yeah. therefore this is negligible. So there's like, and then even after <laughs> even after debating the science, there's okay, climate change is real, but why should we do anything about it? Because My no one else is going to do anything. Because the sun's going to explode. So what so, does it matter? So yeah. I mean, yeah. that's you know whatever. So there is, and it's not. They're not all. There is some just straight up idiocy. There's some just kind of pernicious, like, I don't care, like, I'm going to get... Pure cynical. Selfishness, you know, yeah. I'm looking out for me. But I do think... There's, there's some interesting takes. There's some... In and they're, they're not all, like... Not interesting in the, is it real, but, like... As uh, you get from that extreme, that's, like, the When extreme, you get to the, it's should, real, but should we care? Yeah. When you get into the, should we care and like, lane? Where do we, like, there's only so many dollars in the world. Yeah. Do I you want to... I, I want to build a school. What do you... Oh, you want to cut greenhouse gas emissions, like... Yeah, there's a tell me why I shouldn't build a school. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, like that's whatever. I'm like maybe I'm giving pumping Iron Manning them too much, but I do think there is reasonable places to have disagreement on the topic of climate change. It's and I think reasonable it's to disagree about any political topic. Yeah, it's just it doesn't mean you're right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. And so we'll come back to that because I I would like to do that at some point. Uh, okay. Well, I think that, I think that does handle the, is it real? And so, you know, we, we were planning on sort of jumping into some of the effects, but I think we, we talked about it a little bit, but I mean, let's really play it out a little bit more. So the effects of, of climate change or like, you know, what people are, are sort of predicting. We talked about like, there's, there's a lot, let's just do high level. I mean, there's local ecologies, right? So we're talking, and let's talk about from the animal perspective, devastating impact on species. Yeah, let's make it personal. I go hiking routinely into the Adirondacks up in uh, upstate New York. Yeah. One of my favorite things personally, it's really like a special place for me and whatever, blah, 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 blah. Really interesting ecological environment. Really unique. It's like these really rugged mountains, dense. It's like almost like a rainforest because they get so much water. It rains so much there and it's really interesting. But the ecologies of those mountains are changing. Yeah. Like right Have you now. you noticed it? It's, I mean, I haven't, I've only been hiking there for the last three or four years. Okay. Like, in New York. You probably will in your But like you now. go up there and you talk to the rangers. Like I stop and talk to rangers. Like mm -hmm. they can point out things that have happened on the top of those mountains where because they don't get as much hard, as long as freezes as, as they used to get, the snow cover every year is less. You know, the summers are drier or, you know, things like that. And like this plant just doesn't exist anymore. Like it's gone. Yeah. It used to be here. You know, up in the White Mountains and up farther north, you can still see it, but it used to be here. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's changing. It's moving. It's happening. And it's, uh, so on that, like you said, there's that local, like, habitats that we all live in. We don't, we might not recognize it. I don't right. think, especially here in New York City, we might not recognize it. We live in a natural environment, but we still do. I know. Um, 
And it's... I've noticed the weather patterns changed since I've lived here. Yeah, it's like, it seemed to be getting, you know, it's just straight up getting warmer, obviously. <laughs> like yeah, the, I mean, like, that's, that's like the, ob- that's an obvious effect right there, is that, like, we've had the warmest year on record. I think the last two years, or and this last, winter is shaping up to be like yeah. the warmest winter ever. But the thing about climate change, though, is that it's uh, the thing that people conflate is climate change and global warming, because like we can have longer, colder winters as a result of climate change. Sure, it's not always just yeah. like, and that's Hot. a lot of what the naysayers say. They're yeah. like, look at how cold it was this winter. Climate change doesn't <laughs> yeah. exist, and it's yeah. like, no, it's extreme climate swings in both directions. Yeah, well, my favorite version of that argument. It's it's dark outside now. That means the sun's never coming back. It's yeah. just it's insane. But yeah, it's, and I think it's like it's more like climate instability. It's like the, it's a disequilibrium. We're moving out of the equilibrium which all human society has grown up in and a faster pace. And too. like we're you know, all of a sudden a really we're going to blow pace. that up and it's like like it's, it's going to get ugly because it's worth. I mean, you mentioned this, but like it, nature is always changing, right? Yeah. And so, like we we used to be a Pangea, yeah, or one continent. There, car- there used to be ha- much higher carbon levels than there are right now in the atmosphere. The Sahara used to be verdant. I mean, I might be making that up, but like let's just say it's real. Everything has been. Everything has changed. <laughs> species have gone extinct. New species have formed. Well right? before humans ever got involved. But so this that's. Yeah, that time scale is a little different. And there's like, you know, there's like this human like vanity towards like wanting to preserve this ecological place. Like I want the Adirondacks to persist yeah. as I know them. Yeah. Why? Well, I don't fucking know because I want to pass it on to my kid. Value like I think it's valuable it's and I, you know, I love whatever and I don't want it to see it. But, you know, so I think does that benefit towards stopping climate change? But I think you know the more raw and compelling things. I also frankly think that's a little like, like, whatever. Like, sorry, the Earth changes. You know. Yeah. Whether we like whether climate stayed the same, one of these these happen. Even without no, even with a full renewable whatever, yeah. like no carbon things emission are going to change all, eventually. The climate would still change. The, the, just from I, our building cities, there didn't used to be a city here. This used to be a natural ecosystem. I, I think it's more. What's more concerning for me is like. I don't know if you've ever seen Blade Runner 2049. Yes. It's like, let's go post, post like, the post-climate, when right. the climate has fallen apart, or, like, interstellar, right. when, like, this, like, the ecological, like, systems are breaking down. And, and the like, e- e- economic like, systems Or, like, the fucking, down. like, the food chains are, like, the fish stocks are failing, and, yeah. like, and the the crops are failing massively, yeah. and I don't know. And you have extreme I don't weather know events everywhere. And, like... And, and so, like, people are just, evacuated like, from dying, you know? Yeah. Like, people are just... It's just, like, it's actual, like, human deaths. Now, that's, like, I do think that that is not... I would be shocked if I saw that sort of stuff happen in the in next... In your lifetime, time. yeah. Even in my lifetime, really, I yeah. Wouldn't. But But maybe we'll start to see more of it. Who knows? I, I don't know. I think what's scary is that that's, like, three generations away. Yeah. It's and also... Not, it's, I, I mean, Mad Max stuff. Yeah. Like, I think, like, complete decay of society could be, like... Five generations away. Ten, I mean, it, yeah, it if really, the crops fail, it's like that's, money that's is just, fake, dude. Yeah. Right at the end of the day, money is fake. All like the economy crashes by itself. Yeah, without without it, any like, climate change, you don't change. need a Donald Trump to crash it. Like, yeah, you just the, need people the, buying and selling stuff. But, if the crops don't grow, yeah, if we it's get to like get real, ugly. <laughs> like feudal feudalism era t- style of like disasters happening, like back in those types of societies Beans where. Bees are going extinct. I mean, when those types of societies, when the crops fail, the next the, the country next door invades and just takes over. I mean, like yeah. a tribal ship starts. It's happening. just like oh, like a half the population died. You know, like that's just like yeah. how it worked. Which was like I mean, we talked about the crazy Yellow River example, but yeah, I mean, like plagues start happening it's because not everyone's. Crazy. It's not crazy. It's not crazy at all. That's the scary part. Yeah. Other places. So I mean, yeah. 
I think when you come, you come back and you say, now. it's scary now. And I just know like, it's, it's, it's clearly, I felt it get warmer. That's the biggest effect I've felt in my life besides watching the effects on other populations that I don't like, I'm not a part of in other parts of the world. I can imagine over the course of my lifetime, let's say I have another 50 years on this planet. Yeah. I imagine when I'm 80, it's going to be much warmer than it is today. I imagine I'm going to have seen a lot more heavy disasters. I'm probably going to see the flooding. shitty news stories. Yeah. Shitty news stories, flooding of major cities, maybe even the beginnings of like people leaving like a New York or a New Orleans or some of these coastal cities or something. I don't imagine – and I've probably seen a lot of economic like stock sell-offs and economy crashing – Type activity, yeah, because a- of average annual growth of gross domestic product probably starts yeah. to really probably start starts to level, to level off, off or and, decline. Yeah, but I don't know that we're gonna. I'm gonna see Mad Max. Yeah. I don't know that I'm yeah. gonna see like people like no New government. New York City sea levels expected to rise nine to eleven feet by 2080. No way, that cannot be true. That's At like least catastrophic. Twenty one hundred. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's catastrophic. That's well, why I'm saying like so I'll 60 you, I'll years be, off is not. I mean, they, they've shown maps of how the city is going to look if we don't. Yeah. So can you imagine? I mean, so that's so that's like that. what that's one or two generations away. That's like you know, I have a niece who's you know four right now, and so like stretch stretch out her lifetime, and she's living in New York City's underwater. Well, no, I mean, so it's like red hooks underwater. Uh, Eleven feet. Yeah, like red. Most of red hooks underwater, like. The Manhattan, dude. 11 feet is high. Most of Manhattan's above 11 feet. But yeah, like the waterfront has moved, crept in. It's like, it's crept in like... Is there like a financial our, district? Because imagine all, yeah, a single... Most of the financial district's below water, yeah. But imagine like, a for, single Where we store. are, Soho is, is above... There are a like, lot of like very like real plans to try and do build some seawalls. kind of seawall. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's what's going to happen right. in Manhattan, but... That's the real... They're going to have to write off plan. Brooklyn and... Well, you saw Trump tweeted, uh, Manhattan, New York shouldn't build a seawall. It won't work. And besides, it'll be ugly. So that's that's our <laughs> current president. I think it'd be dope to have a seawall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, so let's 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 move on. because I, I think I want to I want to get into let's let's pitch the Franzen article. Yeah. So and then go mentioned to this before. Um, Franzen, you know, Jonathan Franzen, he's one of my favorite authors, uh, and he writes a lot of novels. Um, but he's he, not a climate, uh, so, he's probably not a climate scientist, like, not we're not climate, climate scientists. Like, you he's know, a, he's, he's not writing figure. from a picture, of, yeah, he's a, li- he's, he's a, he's a novelist. He's a novelist, and a writer, and, and he's, he's a, good novels. He's good novels. What is it, The Corrections? The Corrections is his famous one, I just, Purity's his most recent one, that one's, that He's one's got great. a great, um, uh, he's got a great selection of essays, How to Be Alone, which is really... Yeah. The whole series are just like really pretty dazzling. Yeah. Uh, I'll check. No, it I guess out. it's not. It's I guess nonfiction. Yeah, you know, like their essays. Yeah. On various things. But, but he's just he's you like hearing him, right? He's got an interesting perspective. Yeah, he's good. He's well thought out yeah. and he's unique. Yeah. He's got a unique viewpoint, but and it's it deviates from in some ways he like will say things that like I find when I'm reading his nonfiction or fiction he'll say things that are like the truest version of something you've ever felt and it's like. It hits your heart, and I'm like, yeah, like you. I find myself agreeing so fucking strongly. And then there are other things I read where I'm like, whoa, that's very weird and yeah. different. And I've never thought about the world that way, yeah. or thought about this issue from this perspective, or that interaction, or that social thing, or whatever. And sometimes I'm like, that's I don't know if I like that. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, does yeah. make me a little uncomfortable. And other times I'm like, ah, I guess I, I'll got to work that into my mental model of the world now. Yeah. Anyway, he, I really like his perspective. And his essay, 
um, you know, it, this is sort of to the should we care about climate change argument. His essay really, I mean, I'll just, do you want me to provide just a brief outline of it? Yeah, hit him with the outline and, and uh. Okay, so like just on a high level. So what's it, it's, what's it called? Oh, that's a great question. I have no idea. I think it's called the climate. The, let me, I might pull it up real quick because it's it's worth pulling up. Um, climate change, Franzen, and we'll link to it. Um, we'll link to it in the podcast yeah, description. Good... But the article yeah, it's great. The article's called "What If We Stopped Pretending?" And there's this devastating image of a girl pushing her little brother on a tire swing while the entire forest is burning around yeah. her. Um, and he wrote this before Australia, so... Uh, there you go. There you go. Um, but to, at a high level, the essay, it's in The New Yorker. Um, we'll link to it. I really, I really would encourage everyone to read it because I find it really fascinating. But he, he starts with the, painting the same picture we did. Climate change seems to be happening, and the effects seem to be really bad. Uh, everyone, experts seem to agree. And it's not complicated, like he mentions. Like we figured out how the greenhouse gas effect works in nineties and nineteen eighties. Yeah, like, we figured out climate change in nineteen eighties. You know, <laughs> like we know this is bad, and not only that, it seems like just here's his observations off the top. Climate change is happening. Seems really bad. Also, it seems like the amount of effort it would take to prevent the two degree warming, the amount of de dedicated economic activity, pro change in consumer behavior, change fund would require fund foundational changes in human nature to the extent that it's really unlikely that we're going to, we're going to hit that target. Yeah. It's really sort of kind of silly and naive yeah. and, and almost disingenuous to think that we could change our society enough Given our track record, given you know, our let's, track let's record, say the last twenty years, like I think out when did when did Inconvenient Truth come out? Two thousand one, something like that. 2000, yeah, two thousand two, somewhere around there. Yeah. So for the last twenty years, <laughs> so not so great. We're, there's no real reason to think that, given our track record as a species and particularly our activity over the last thirty years, um, and maybe I'll I'll hit it with a quote yeah, on this. Yeah, like, read, read over. Like, okay, so I think that's a good selection of quotes. You I, I I grabbed a few quotes from it, so I'll I'll read these, and we're gonna we'll talk about the ins and outs of this article. I think in a, you know after we frame it, but uh, the first one is although this message was probably still true in 1988 when the science became fully clear, we've emitted as much atmospheric carbon in the past 30 years, right? 20 years since inconvenient yeah. truth, yeah. right? So we've emitted enough enough atmospheric carbon in the past 30 years as we did in the previous two centuries of industrialization. So, Which, I mean, I think the key thing is he goes, although this message was probably still true in 1988, referencing this kind of like, kind of, yeah, all we need sorry, to do okay. is roll up our sleeves and get it, done, get it done. If we just roll up our sleeves, we're going to... We're going to invent our way out of this. We're going to really just get it done, elbow grease, and we're just going to tackle this problem. So this is not a new problem. We knew about this in the 80s, and despite that, it's, since then, we've... We, we've We've emitted more than the previous two centuries <laughs> yeah, and of the industrial era. We've emitted more in 30 years than we did in 200. Yeah. In spite of knowing the devastating effects. So that's So that's it just seems record. a little, yeah. This, it seems that the, the sort of, he's, he's hitting this, he's basically, the headline is, what if we stop pretending? Which I think he's targeting this idea of the rhetoric. He's, he believes in climate change. Yeah. He does. But he's targeting the rhetoric of the coalition that says, just vote for me and we'll get it done. And he's going like, these people are like, what are they on? They're not going to get it done. You're not going to get it done. We're not going to get it done. We're not saying we. Yeah, he's saying he's like, I'm not going to get it done. Like, like, is I don't want to lie. He's like, he's a he's a writer. He like tries to be like, he tries to like write. 
authentically yeah, yeah. and he and he you know he gets at some of the stuff we we kind of talked about before where he's like you know you're faced with uh ex- existential news on the you know front page of the new york times or on the fir- front page of reddit or wherever you're getting your news from you're seeing climate change climate change climate change then you put your phone down and you go to work you know and then you go out you go out to eat you order you order pizza or whatever you know and, and i like, order i get uber eats Get Uber Eats. You get Amazon yeah. shipping shit from and China then I'm, to your I'm home. Flying to fu- I'm flying this to. Is, this is less about human nature and more about just cultural. Well, you could say that, but yeah. I would say like you know, it's not just America. It's China. It's India. Yeah. It's every anywhere in the world. Like they want to grow. People are living their lives. But most at, people in the world don't live like we do. And if we live they want like to. a lot of those other countries, then we wouldn't have the same problems. Arguably, but every other country wants to be us. Like. If you go to like I don't know Indonesia, like yeah. generic developing nation X, Indonesia, there's a million of them. Indonesia, India, Ch- China, Vietnam, wherever. Um, you know they've made progress over the last 20, 20 years, fifty years, hundred years, whatever. Developing, they're behind the Western nations, they're behind the, you know, the rich nations of Japan, South Korea, etc. But they're catching up. You know, the, the economic growth, living standards are rising. And like if you go ask any given family there. I'm sure most of them would say, like, I want better for myself. You know, I don't know what that means. Maybe, like, nicer clothes or nicer home or work less hours or whatever. And I want better for my kids. And that that right there is across an entire economy is why growth happens. Yeah. And why, you know, and that's why they consumption. Burn, that's why they're burning trees that's, there. That's, that's why they yeah. have to build more coal like, plants because they have to consume more electricity because they want more TVs because they want nicer things and they want to go to the movies. Like. I'm sorry, but that's like, that's how we did it, and that's how China's done it, and that's how every other country wants to do it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's why I'm saying, is like, that there's, there's no real, there's no, it doesn't so hit, him, hit him with this quote. Okay, because this is like, I mean, we're, yeah, the, we're, the feasibility is just really not there, because even, yes, there is a, obviously a cultural problem in this country of like people consuming. But that consumption and that that well, the fact is we're not addressing climate change globally. There's no nation who's figured out climate change and is putting all the right solutions and is prioritizing. No matter what they say, it, like- and 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 certainly it's not going to matter if one does it because everyone else has to do it too. So we're probably going to hit this threshold. And uh, he says, "Call me a oh, call me a pessimist or call me a humanist, but I don't see human nature fundamentally changing anytime soon. I can run ten thousand scenarios through my model, and in not one of them do I see the two degree target being met." Yeah, and that that really crystallizes his point, and that's really and his model is just like mental mental model. Yeah, and so this is the the in which world do we this are we going to hit this target? In what world are we going to hit this target? And I think just to to summarize and just bring in the conclusion of his article, you know, because he doesn't. I think yeah, he's not just a cynic. He's he's, not just a cynic. So that's important, right? Is that he says, hey, things are going to get really bad. There's no, we have no track record of success and there's no evidence to indicate we're going to mm-hmm. do all the right stuff in fast enough globally in order to solve the problem. So we are going to live past that two degree period. We are facing unknown, dangerous and devastating chaos and ahead of us. And we're sailing full speed into it. And we're sailing full speed into it. And so what you can do is, and I'll read another Again, quote. How, how do you keep an ethic? What, what is the ethic? Yeah. What is your politics when you How do you live as with, an individual in yeah. the face of that? And how do you motivate yourself to like, to engage? To not, yeah. yeah. So he says, keep doing the right thing for the planet. Yes. 
So keep, definitely keep trying to solve climate change. Try to re recapture carbon. Mm -hmm. Try to install renewable resources. Consume so, less. Consume less. Keep doing the right thing for the planet, yes. But also keep trying to save what you love specifically. A community, an institution, a wild place, a species that's in trouble, and take heart in your small successes. Any good thing you do now is arguably a hedge against the hotter future. But the really meaningful thing is that it's good today. As long as you have something to love, you have something to hope for. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, I think that's absolutely beautiful, but it's, it's really in the face of the apocalypse, in the face of the existential crisis that is climate change, what you can do as a person is try to make your life better or make the life of everyone else around yours, the, your, you know, your time horizons, you know, society better. Yeah. So, you know, you were talking about the Adirondacks, preserve the Adirondacks, yeah. enjoy it, savor it appreciate it enjoy the climate you're in and do your part to protect that yeah. and to show that to people you know be kind in the world yeah. you know he he says gun control is climate change he says all sorts yeah. of like well, so we can I'll, we don't have to get into a, a takedown of his because i got my critiques of him of course don't yeah fair. but but he says essentially the you know because we're not we're facing the existential so what you can do to in the face of that is to live good today to be a good person today to to treat others around you kindly so that in the face of these devastating effects human kindness wins out and that you make your life and the lives of those around you marginally better for the time you're here just as your kids and your grandkids are going to have to make do with all these disasters they're going to have to live with all these effects but because they're not going to be able to solve the no. problem either. Hopefully, they carry that ethic too. All you can do is pass down that like that that virtue, you know, that ethic. That yeah. ethic of of trying to like spread kindness in your small micro way because you can't really. It's almost a Buddhist sort yeah. of acceptance of the suffering that is climate change and saying, cool. in the face of that. And I think I mean I think also for him is that he's popping this bubble of. Yeah, of like what we he, initial I think quote. he enjoys it too. Yeah, of course, and I enjoy it. it. I think it's like amazing because I think I one of my fundamental like critiques of the movement is that like I think there's a lot of dishonesty, um, not around is kind of, like they're not on the wrong side of the science. The science is the science. They're on the right side of the science. I think there's dishonesty about um, what is being asked, like to get to net zero in the next three decades. Right. Like, like, can we be honest about like? You know, he's being honest about the unrealisticness of that. Like, you know, the degree to which that is just like, but okay, let's be, let's say it is realistic. Let's be honest about what that is going to entail. And it's basically a wholesale reorganization of society. Massive. Massive. Top to bottom wholesale reorganization. So I don't know, I don't know if his cynicism is correct, but I think, well, not his cynicism, but like, you know, he, I think the, the personal ethic of do do good and, and reconcile yourself with the facts on the ground. It's like, I'm sorry, you're not going to build the coalition to really organize people to, like, solve a problem on a dishonest premise. Yeah. You know, and so... At, pretending at least, that we can solve it? Or pretending that, like, this is a good, this is an easy, this is just, like, just vote me in and it's just going to be, like, everybody's going to go around, we're all going to be fine, we're just going to do a few inventions and have some solar panels and everything's going to be fine. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> this is going to be the single biggest reorganization of like the global economy of the global economy ever, like ever, ever. on a scale never before done. This country is going to be reorganized on a scale never before seen. 
and, um, and working with other countries to re- who are reorganizing and like, and the same way. That's not going to be a popular message. And Sorry. accepting but like, less economic development. Yeah, like I think that's not a popular message, and that's why it's been avoided. Like you don't hear Bernie or you don't hear anybody on the left, not on the left, forget the left, on the Green Party, on the even. Green kind of co- the broad, broad Green Coalition you can imagine. I, I don't hear that from anybody. You don't and hear I, anyone saying, we're going to close all the stores. You're not allowed to fly planes yeah, anymore. Yeah, like, stop Everyone, taking vacations because we're – that's, yeah. you know, sorry, the, like, you know, like, no new clothes. Like, no air conditioning. Yeah, like, sorry, no air conditioning. Yeah, no air conditioning except for the, you know, the elderly and the sick and the babies. You know, yeah. everyone else so, Huge carbon out. taxes on everything. So yeah, every, and stop cost- taking road trips. Sorry, I know that's an American thing, but no road trips. You know, like, no buying new clothes. Yeah. Fix the clothes you have. <laughs> like, no plastic anything, obviously. Yeah, yeah like, like, just no- like... So not, and not just plastic, and not so, just plastic bags, right? Yeah. We're not just talking about straws. Yeah. We're talking about no polymers in your clothing. Everything, everything, all your clothing is going to have to be your computers, your phones, your cases, your shoes, your everything. You have to eliminate all of that, not just here, globally. Yeah, my hiking poles, my fancy synthetic hiking clothes, my my that you use to appreciate nature. <laughs> yeah, like sorry, my new skis, like sorry, yeah, skiing, wool. Yeah, there's no sorry. skiing. <laughs> skiing, just let's just. Pro- it just makes snow. That's like a yeah. We make snow right now, people. We make snow. <laughs> yeah, like so. Think about that. In I, the face of the climate change, we make yeah. snow. And and I'm sure I'm just gonna like let's just pull the people skiing system? down the mountain. Yeah. Let's the demographic skiing down the mountain. I'm sorry. You know they're all in. <laughs> they're fighting. They they are the cutting edge of fighting climate change. It's like really, skiing uh, down the mountain. Are they, is this chairlift solar powered <laughs> now? <laughs> and it's like oh, don't worry. Uh, we bought the we bought the renewable energy credits to be net zero. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a okay. Um, no, yeah, we shop with so, Green Mountain Power. So before getting it, letting it spiral is that I the, one of the reasons I think you know he points to the fact that hey we we've cooked we found this out in the eighties. Grand total success of the green movement is, or the climate movement I should say, is negligible. Now, Ecological movement, we've we've actually yeah, no, done well. Yeah, I, think, as a history, I now as want to separate those two. I want to separate those yeah. two because the conservationist movement is a whole different coalition. I think, um, but the climate movement, I think, has been very very unsuccessful. Now, progress has been made. I think you can we can get into the details of how much solar and wind power has been deployed and how there's like a lot of promising technologies and blah 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 blah. All that aside, sorry, but business as usual right now. It's it's disaster. So all about gas, baby. I don't know if you're the state of the union. All about <laughs> gas and coal, energy independence. Yeah. Woo! yeah. So no progress has been made, and it's like why? Why? In a in a what? He's pointing to all these things. He's going, why has no, no progress no been made? Progress. There's been some. There's been some. But basically negligible in the face of the where we have to scale, go. Yeah. Right. Because we have we're talking about eighty years to hit no carbon production no, no, no. whatsoever. It's, no, it's uh, it's worse. It's not. It's. Oh I think we have to be net level? zero by. I think we have to be net zero by. 2050. Oh, so 30 years, we're just going to not produce carbon dioxide. So, okay, so the point being is that no progress... No, there's no factories Largely, in, in my view, no progress has been made um, because it's the scale of what needs to happen is not trivial. It's not 1%, 2%. It's not even like, hey, guys, we have 20 years. Let's do exponential growth and we can start at 1% and just... That's not going to cut it. It's going to be... We need to go now. We need to yeah. pull all in. Um, why? Why has this movement not been able to get beyond 40... Or fifty percent of the country, and not just our country, every country. Yeah, because it really has no progress. I mean, people will post about it on Facebook. Yeah, but so why? And I think I think it's because half the country knows that it's a dishonest message. And we're getting back to that kind of climate deniers. Where does this climate denier thing? Yes, those the crackpots denying the science. More than there should be too. More than there should be. Granted, 
But I think there's a lot of people that are just like sensing the dishonesty in the message in the sense that like, I'm sorry, but this is not a trivial thing. They're like, I got Leonardo DiCaprio up here in a ten thousand dollars suit <laughs> lecturing me about climate change, and, and like just basically, off his private jet. you're trying to tell Fuck me off. that you're trying yeah. to tell me that like, like this is like an existential threat, which I don't know, maybe it is, but and you're gonna tell me it's we're gonna solve it with just like a simple vote, like oh carbon, you know, cap and trade, I'm just gonna solve it, like Dude. that's dishonest, and I think. I don't know if the, 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 big, the big groups of opposition in every country that are resisting this are necessarily making that connection, but I think they can sense Subconsciously, it. Subconsciously, that I there's think something... There's a, and if, and there's, even if they don't sense it, like, enough intellectuals in the, in the movement sent, know it. And, and distribute they, and they distribute and they, and they distribute whatever. And they, that even if it's just a meme. I mean, yeah. I see memes all the time coming from, like, climate yeah. dying people. Like, looking at saying, like, cool, Leonardo, like, why don't you get on your private yacht and sell it on the Caribbean? Yeah, it's, it's a like, very obvious and easy joke. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's one that, There's a grain like, of truth there, though. It's not even a grain, dude. It's like a huge... <laughs> it's, it's a giant yacht. Yeah. yeah, it's a giant yacht. That's the thing. It's like, every every hip-hop star that we that we love is just fucking... All their videos are them flying around jets. All our... Wait, you want to just kill professional sports? Yeah, because that's a waste of electricity, dude. It's a, an enormous waste <laughs> of electricity and capital and, and everything. TV. Everybody watches TV on sports. It's like, it's total waste. It's yeah. insane. So, I do, even though Friends' message is bad, and I think the, the funniest thing is that he published that, uh, this essay, I was like looking for all the, the feedback, all the counter essays, and I was like, it was like looking on my conservative sites yeah. to like go see like where like National Review, Commentary, all those sites where you can find American Prospect, there's all these like conservative sites you can go read, the, yeah. whoever's out there writing in America, conservative views, what their reaction is. Nobody had anything to say. About this essay, because they're like. But they're if you go to the Atlantic, Jacobin, yeah. New Republic, like New York Times, well, all you know, they the burned New Yorker, them down. They people were furious. Vox furious because they're like, oh, he's going to destroy the climate change movement. Now we're never going to fix it. Yeah, which is part of the problem. Wait, it's just like exactly <laughs> yeah, what Franz yeah, said. Yeah, I know. So I know. It's just. Like, it's, 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 so I personally think it's really self defeating. You think it's self-defeating? Yeah. yeah so you I think do. you shouldn't focus on the the real the realism of it? Of the realism of what? The inevitability of climate. The, the the realism that's, of that's, like that's, you're just giving into the self-defeating aspect of it. So I, that's, I understand that it's like an it's almost an insurmountable problem. But to say that like and not that I'm not all for like you know treating people with kindness and making the best out of every day like that I don't think these are mutually exclusive things. I just yeah. think that it's like really. Not the right way to think about it to just be like, oh, it's too hard, so I'm not going to try. He doesn't say don't try. Yeah. He says try. Yeah. And but, I mean, he says, let's acknowledge that we're not going to do it, but, but still the, try. That's the thing. The inherent <laughs> message is this is too hard. So, like, yeah. I, yeah, okay, sure, he's saying let's try, but he doesn't mean it. He's coming from a place of, like, well, we might as well do this thing just because it's a good thing. Yeah. No, he he's does mean that. He's not doing it. He's not, it's not coming from a place of, I believe that we can change but, something. But so. I think that's. Well, I, I also. I, I do agree that. I don't think Franzen, where I'm taking it, yeah. and we're taking it right now, I think we're taking Franzen and leveraging it into like, then I don't think he quite articulated what we're articulating. No, right no, now. we're sort of spinning, we're taking him, to it. Yeah. and we're saying, yeah, yeah, that's that's the reason I think we both like this, is yeah. because it's like, he launches this shot, and we're like, yeah, take it, and now let's send it. Yeah. yeah we're, we're taking Franzen farther than he, than I think he was willing to go. Yeah. So I do think his, his piece alone, one has a point, it's like, it's not quite. He doesn't leverage the bubble burp. He doesn't take the popping of the bubble, which is what he does. Yeah. And 
convert it into like ammunition to re to reorganize and repower this movement on like an honest premise. Right. It's just like which I think is what needs to happen. Resignation is what that. That His word. does reek of a little bit, a little bit of like yeah. resignation. I just like I think that it is a cultural thing in the sense that like people aren't willing to change their behavior. It comes from a place of like, m- like literal momentum or just being happy with what you have and not wanting to, quote unquote, sacrifice for the greater good. And I think, but I think there there is a lot of potential for like these other countries who aren't at the state of development to bypass a lot of the mistakes that we've made given the fact that they're growing up in a completely different environment, politically, economically, whatever, like... But, like, Bangladesh, like, I, that's, like, our best hope. Like, if Bangladesh builds coal and then does natural gas and then does solar and wind, like, like we went through, where it's it's all over. Yeah, it's not, but that's not... Can't do it. You know, the only way, the the only way it can happen is, like, if they skip that. And they, and... and, But even if they skip that, that's not... But also, that's very, um... I, as far as I can tell, um, just from like the laws of economic like development, as I they're not they're not so laws. You need to kind of rewrite the whole thing. I mean, it's like it's hard. It's but like how you do know, you rewrite the you laws know, to deploy of like to deploy a cutting that's edge. Which so, I mean, I, we can, that's, I like that. Like I, I'm ready to go there. Yeah, <laughs> but I run it down. Bartering. It's going like, back to bartering. This country is going to struggle to deploy a cutting edge. Battery, solar, decentralized, battery, solar, wind, grid, all renewables, blah, 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 high tech. It's complex. It's, it's, it's solvable, but it's complex and it costs a lot of money. Um, just that's an electricity stack. And that's us. That's us. Yeah. We're the, you know, the most cutting, richest, cutting-edge country in the world, along with like a few of our, five, you know, a dozen others, right? That's only a third of our carbon output. Yeah. Imagine like, like Pakistan trying to pull that off. No offense to Pakistan, but anyone, any of these countries. Yeah. Hell, even China. Like... They, China's trying. They're what they're trying to like get the lights on. <laughs> yeah, like they're, tr- they're 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 still facing basic governance issues. Well, but a lot of countries don't. I mean, most countries so don't like, have access to like clean to, drinking water out of the tap. To think that like they're just gonna say, oh, that's fine. Like, huh. you know, we're here. Like, we're just gonna skip. Is not going to be like where we're at right now. Like. Doesn't I don't know, you matter. can't really compare like. If you if you eliminate right American consumption and just look at like. I mean, literally any other country, it's still too much. I mean, I not guess not... Not every other country. If, not well, every other country. Well, that's yeah, the thing. But if, I, like, every one of those other countries, that's, let's, let's just say, like, I'm talking about the non-rich countries of the world. Yeah. yeah. They want it. They want our levels of consumption. And I say they, I mean, they the, the people. They want it, but we, they can't have it. Like, I know. that's the only well, that's thing that's going to happen. Like, but, we're talking about all of these technological solutions to the problem of consumption. I agree. Like, we need to treat the actual... So, basically, the message... that's Francis's point, is that, like... The message is, sorry... You've had enough growth, Indonesia. Yeah. No, 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 you don't have to start in Indonesia, you know. Like, well, it has to start we here. We have to, the we message is, you have to tell them you can't okay, grow. Okay, United States. It's you, not about growth. I don't know. I think it's about it's, consumption, it's and consumption framed, is tied to growth. Yeah, but it's not equal to. Yeah. It's it's. I think it's too I mean, narrow-minded to think that I, I do. we can't have growth unless we have like vast amounts of consumption. Or it's living standards. If you can dis... dis That's what I mean by consumption. I don't know how you have economic activity without consumption. Or or living standards. Satisfied. Whatever I'm talking about digital consumption, physical consumption, buying homes, healthcare, healthcare, like having tables, having Amazon, having Netflix. You don't need Amazon. Like Amazon cannot exist in 20 years. Like we cannot be flying 
boxes of okay. single pencils. But here's the, here's the point. Here's the point is, <laughs> is, is Amazon going to exist in 20 years? And the answer, I hate to say it, is a resounding yes. yes. And, but and he, I, I'm talking about <laughs> the system that we're currently using is not sustainable. Right, but here's the thing. And to Franzen's, because he is, res I will agree to like what you said five minutes ago, he does seem resigned. A but little. I, I, what I'm teasing out, because, you know, I'm, and I, I'm not... I'm not just trying to push on you, Lauren, because you're saying here's this optimistic perspective that we need to adopt in order to... I don't know how optimistic it is. It's just not a complete shutdown of the possibility. Let's not shut it down completely, let's re, but let's restructure society in such a significant way, right, in order to beat this. And we need to be thinking about that. We don't need to be thinking about, okay, it's not going to happen, so let's, like, come up with a personal ethic. Like, uh... Like let's we don't need to be thinking about like the advertisement on my building right now, which is selling a uh, new uh, yeah, plastic exactly. water bottles. Swell, yeah. there's a company called Swell, and their advertisement is lots of new ways to to use less, leveraging that consumption you know thing. Like let's let's use less, but like buy my new water bottles because you can use less plastic this way. Which is like yeah, cool, great, marginally, but like. We're producing yeah. thousands upon thousands of new water bottles. I know, so <laughs> that's not going to cut it. Exactly. What 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 like shot? What what you know? I think it's just worth acknowledging. What I really appreciate Franzen acknowledging though is that like you and I are very climate conscious people. We care about this stuff deeply, right? I mean, I'd say I do. At least I, I care about it on the abstract level. Maybe not as deep as some, and I'm sure there's some Green Party people living in the woods who are really trying their hardest. I feel like every day. Every single day, I do at least 10 or 15, I make 10 or 15 behavioral choices that negatively impact the client when there is an alternative. Mm -hmm. And that's as simple as shopping, you know, I'm, I'm certainly like, I mean, in New York's a very efficient place when it comes to carbon yeah. as opposed to like living in the suburbs, driving everywhere and like, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. But, just like but even within New York, it's like, I'm buying canned vegetables you know, or, or buying can I'm buying produce that was shipped from God knows where all over the world, burning gas the whole way, instead of buying from a local garden. Now, we've talked about buying from a local garden, but we never put that in action. Every single, um, you know, leaving the door open. Leaving the door you know, open. I like, it when, I like it when it's in, when you guys leave the door open because it cools this place off. It's so nice. But it's definitely not running heat at all. Why I mean, running heat and then having the door open? Using like a using a washing machine. Yeah. I've hand washed clothes. When I lived in China, they didn't have a washing machine. Yeah. I literally asked the woman in my hotel, I was like, where can I wash these? And she pointed to the sink. Yeah. And she's like, of course, you just and I washed and the, I hand washed clothes. There are changes that can be made. But why don't we don't make them? Do why don't we? Because we care about because this. Because the problem is too big. Right? Because the human brain isn't So that's what I'm trying to bring you back to I'm trying to bring you back to Franzen's perspective. It it's like if we can't do it. Then who who is so out there can. doing it? If everyone we can do it, we're just why, not. I guess yeah. Why aren't we? If we care, because there's a lot of people who I care know, much less maybe than us. Because we grew up in a different generation. Like I'm sure that the generation below us. They're using I, they're using TikTok too. and shit, and they're, they're making like, your consumption look silly. They're gonna fucking send it on consumption. Yeah, every. I mean, you can keep pushing on this point, but I'm just saying that like there are ways that we can change our behavior. I agree. There it's are ways. Just that like yeah, where clearly people aren't doing it but it doesn't mean that they can't no they and certainly to resign can to just be like oh well we're not doing it now so we'll never be well, able like, to yeah, do I it guess i guess humanity, I that, like, humanity can you persist can frame this as like the existential threat that it actually is and bring it like further down on the maslow's list then like maybe then we can all collectively start to show action but right now it's just like as you said like most people are thinking about how they're going to pay their rent or pay for their health care or whatever. It's not in people's faces. And once it's in your face, 
That's why everyone who's making the most noise are people who live on, like, island nations, because their people are actually dying, their coastlines are receding, like, it's just, it's not there for the United States yet, but it is there for a lot of other other places, and I don't think it's they drink pla- They drink out of plastic bottles there, you know, and they drink cans of soda, they drink Coca-Cola, That's and they drink, they yeah, eat but, McDonald's okay, and stuff but you're, there. you're also saying that, like, if people aren't perfect, then nothing is going to happen. No, I'm not saying, well, I, know, like, I think it is a little bit of that. They consume it's like far less than us. That's, that's the far thing. Far less than us. They do, you know? for sure. They're if far better than us. Drink, if we each American drank from a plastic bottle, but then also consumed as much as a small island nation then we wouldn't have a problem. We just have but all of us having, yeah, you know... We would, we, I think... We wouldn't have a problem the way we do now. I, I think, so, I so like, you know, we have this MIT simulation that I was playing with before this, and I'll link to this too, because it is it is really interesting, just, uh, it's, a, it's this whole, like, model they built where you can look at the status quo for all the major sectors of the economy that lead to carbon output, and the status quo shows that we're going to hit four degrees by 2100. And so that's two. Deg- that's twice as high as as we we are allowed that's the to deadline. get. It's supposed to happen. And yeah. so what I can tweak, I can I have new knobs on here, and I can I have I can put the nuclear energy, for instance, all the way up, and that just brought us to three point eight degrees by twenty one hundred. I can electrify all transportation, that drops us to three point seven degrees. I can add one hundred percent energy efficiency or highly increased energy efficiency, right? And so you can tweak all of these knobs. And what I what I was when I was playing with this, I was like. Okay, well, it's almost like a game. Best case scenario. It's almost like a game. Like, how do I get below two degrees? Fine, let me bump new technology up. Let me bump uh, technological advancement in carbon removal. Um, Let me put up, so that's up all the way. So now I'm at at three degrees Celsius. So now I'm going to do afforestation. So we're going to plant a trillion trees. You know, Trump just signed on to the trillion tree plan. I'm going to bring deforestation down from the status quo to highly reduced and I'm going to completely I'm going to completely let me just do the whole electricity sector cuz that's somewhere close to cyanide's heart so renewables highly subsidized coal highly taxed oil highly taxed very highly taxed excuse me natural gas very highly taxed bioenergy very highly taxed carbon price very high plus new technology and we just did it we got to 1.7 degrees. So that required an electrification of our entire vehicle fleet. 100%. An insane increase in energy efficiency for all transportation. That uh, means like a, a Tesla today on a battery pack today, you know, in 20 years will go three times as far. Yeah. So we need to like just eke out incredible efficiencies. Nearly eliminate deforestation Okay, globally. so basically Brazil... Highly reduced... I mean, basically, Brazil, all these developing countries have to stop planting down their trees. Yeah, all of that. Like, good luck. But okay. And couple that with tree planting. Yeah, so all... Which you don't get paid for, yeah. but you're just doing and it. And also, like, most places aren't that are empty, that are fallow, like, you know, you have to find places to plant trees, right? And obviously, we've cut down a lot of forests, but a lot of times, forests are cut down for farms, so, I, you know, there's We're only so many places to fucking plant places. Plant trees. Yeah. And also, you know, so there's like that. It's not a free trade. And we've completely, every part of the grid globally, we've, yeah, we've, global, the global grid is running on renewables and nuclear energy. Yeah, we've got rid of all coal, oil, natural gas, and we're, we're just squeaking by at 1.7 degrees of increased. Which is still going to see effects of climate change, but it's, it's it just not. Got, it just won't be catastrophic. It won't be the runaway feedback yeah. loops that everyone's warning us about. If the corn predictions hold true, 
you know, maybe we get it wrong though, and actually 1.7 sets off the feedback loops. And you exactly, know. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I don't know. The point is, this is it's just, it's traumatizing. I'm gonna to link to this in the podcast because it is. If anyone wants to like click around on this, it's super fun to just like play different scenarios of how you can uh, try to yeah. do your part. So I mean, the point is that it's hard, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible at all. And I that's, think. And that's my I guess the, I think the, to distill it down into like two word sentences, we can, we should, and we won't. That's that's I think where Fran's and, lane is. Yeah, that's it. And, and my lane, my point is, yeah, and I don't, we I don't won't, agree. we won't. You think we will do it? I think we can. I I said we can. I'm saying we won't. I would take out that because that's the defeatist point that I don't like to. So just from a marketing perspective, more than anything else, to no, motivate as the a, change. In my general belief. But like, like intellectually, so you like, generally believe we will. Honest, like you think we will beat climate change and beat no the two idea, degree target. I truly do think that we can do a lot to change what we're doing. I know we can. I know we, we I said we can, period. See, I agree we can. I can't say whether we will or won't. I'm just making make a guess based on human nature and the current rate of change and our, you know, the fact that Donald Trump's president. Well, yeah, like episode episode yeah. 500 is going to happen in a few decades. You're going to say we will. There's a bright spot everyone. So let's and you know what to those future fans who we already thanked. This is a second round of thanks, but I hope you also appreciate this bright Shining optimism <laughs> coming at you from February fifth, twenty twenty. Yeah, and either you're going to be in like a refugee shelter, mm-hmm. you know, uh, suffering the damages of climate change, and you'll be like shaking your fists at Cy and Trevor for like yeah. have being being so defeatist and having. Or you're going to say, "Yeah, Cy and Trevor, you started off a a movement of intellectual honesty that spiraled into political honesty that spiraled into honest change." Yeah. Or you'll say, "Actually, no. All we needed was like." Dedication, roll up our sleeves and get it done. A- yeah, attitude, and that all that solved it. I think we need to just strike some fear into people, and that would change a lot of it. No, but I thought I'm pretty sure only Republicans use fear as a motivating tool, so I, <laughs> I wouldn't want to follow that one. I mean, when it's warranted, we do send out emergency uh, alerts for you know weather systems and stuff. Right? Okay, so we're we're getting close to an hour and a half. Closing thoughts. We had a, we had some closing thoughts. I think what I'd like to close out on is where do we go from here? Not this debate, but um, what do you think we should be doing? No, I think or, no. What what do we want to talk about next? About like what if, what have we left unanswered about climate change that you I think I really gonna, would like to talk about the solutions more. I think I do, that to Lauren's to Lauren's point and her ray of optimism, I think we owe it. We've talked a lot and about I, you the, and I know the electric grid, so I, I want to yeah. do that thing where we break down the electric grid. Yeah, and we say, "What does exactly. this actually look like?" With like with with actual know how, like we actually know how to do it. Yeah, it's one of the few subjects where I feel like I can speak with any like, any semblance of <laughs> authority. Of authority. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be interesting. I do want to like dissect. I'm gonna like I'm gonna maybe like create a folder of articles that are like opposition articles of all the various shades of kind of anti climate. The anti-climate coalition for a separate, separate yeah, episode. and like just do a yeah. whole episode dedicated to like reading these ideas and like seeing what their takes are, yeah. and just yeah. being like, okay, what are we, who are these people that we're arguing against, and are there like I I'm, it sounds like have you, I think most people who are on the climate side have never read one of those papers, no, have never read one of those essays, and I think it's like worth even just from a tactical standpoint of like saying like what are their arguments. What are their best arguments? Like, where are they getting this shit from? Yeah, and I and what's what's particularly fun too is if you're if you're like you know not a climate scientist, which you and I are not, as uh, when you read one of those articles and they say something and you're like, all right, I don't know how to argue against this. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Like, I mean, I don't believe you're right. I disagree with your conclusion, but 
if this your premises are true, then yeah, it's like where where does this fall apart? I'm not smart enough to identify. Exactly. I don't have the climate science in yeah, my like, back I, again. Ninety five percent of scientists, I do trust them, but damn, this carbon <laughs> argument that you made is is awfully strong for some reason. It's like yeah. where's the fatal flaw here that yeah, I'm not? You know, see. This is the rough part about this whole thing, right? Because people don't understand it well enough. Yeah, they can't really argue it. You it's know, hard to argue it. It's, it's hard to argue. Like someone will say something. And you can't like, oh, mock it. Like, that how sounds can I? okay, yeah. I guess. If I hit you with like just you know, well, Lauren, ice core data shows that like you know, blah blah blah, and just like the gas distribution, uh, isotopic distribution of oxygen and blood. Therefore, to, climate change is false. Yeah. Therefore, climate change is false. You would be like, all right, well, I know it's not false, right? Mm -hmm. But like, where do I go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, how do I go for help? I don't know about isotopes. Like, what <laughs> yeah. do I have to do to like? <laughs> Uh, you know what but, I mean, you know, right? Like the. I don't see yeah, That's my problem. The layperson just doesn't know enough about any of this. And we're stuff. all lay people. That's the. That's at the end of the day, even, we're all even you, relatively speaking, are like a layperson yeah. versus yeah. like the the scientists. So it's like, dude, that's definitely one of the struggles. Is that? Yeah, and we'll so we'll do that as a podcast. That's a whole episode. episode. Great episode. Climate deniers episode. Uh, I think we should do like a. What's on the table legislation-wise? I think policy perspective. Know, yeah, like so, like uh, how do we incentivize the change? Most, and like talk about the politics around the Green New Deal. Like I think I'd, <laughs> I'd love to talk about the like the actual practical politics that exist in the in, in Congress today. Yeah. What are these people saying? What kind of legislation are they proposing? And like, why is this the legislation? It's like, why is the Green New Deal like what we've got right now? You rebuild the economy by rebuilding the climate. It's pretty simple. Yeah. I don't know. It's a win-win. And then we can eventually get into like a really radical like. Lauren was like hinting at it. Tear down the system, take it approach towards the climate system. Yeah. yeah. I, which I would like to get into because I think it would be um like you know like aggressive radical, um. Like basically saying. Taking Trevor and I's point, which is, it's not going to happen. Cynical, pessimist. It's not going to happen. And just saying, okay, yeah, it's not going to happen. That means that it's we're gonna send it into this climate, this like disaster. What what are the politics that are gonna thrive there? What are the politics that we yeah. that that are that that we need to generate to like participate in the in a world where climate changes? It's we're post climate change. Yeah, you know it's like oh it happened cool you know Mad Max baby like Lock, we still gotta water. we still gotta live. What yeah. are the what are those politics? Uh, it, that's I think that's fascinating. Yeah, the post the post. And I think society. I think in a weird a weird way, uh, dissecting that and bringing it back and like taking what you learn from that and applying, I th will help us get through the fucking logjam. Yeah. Because someone needs to browbeat the. F it's not going to happen unless something changes, right? I think we all agree that. Yeah. Something needs to change dramatically. And I, to me, I don't see I don't have a lot of like green shoots of like. Oh, there's like a movement taking place that really is changing the paradigm. I don't see it happening, um, but it's got to happen. It's got to happen, or we'll or we'll find out what happens. Yeah. yeah. It's oh. Happening. All right. Are we out trying? Yeah. All right. Uh, 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 all right. Oh yes, everybody. This is Father John Misty. Off his album, uh, through this system. This is you gotta listen to this song, everybody. It's a song about a post climate change society.
big thing to give up the way of life we had. Thank you. 